welcome to Nerd of Paradise. You're listening to episode 17, Pokemon. And as always, I'm your host, Kate, and I'm here to help you make a little sense of this crazy thing that's come into the world in the past month or so called Pokemon Go. But in order to get there, we're going to first just learn a little bit of the basics of Pokemon itself, and then we're going to get into Pokemon Go. By now you all know what a nerd I am, but for some reason I just never have really gotten into Pokemon up until this point. But you know, just being immersed in pop culture like I am, I was obviously well aware of Pikachu and Ash and the Pokeball, and so I obviously knew what it was. So fast forward to about a month ago, right when Pokemon Go was starting to get really big. It had me really fascinated. You know, the augmented reality part of it and just the way that it's become such a cultural phenomenon. It almost reminds me of like back in the 90s when the Macarena was taking off. It's just one of those things that culture latches onto and it's just you can't go anywhere without hearing about it and just really fascinated. And that kind of goes along too with the episode I did on internet memes. But still... It was really fascinating to me and so as I kept seeing like all these people talking about it and articles and the news show up about Pokemon Go, I figured I probably would really enjoy doing that, but I was a little concerned it would overtake my life. (laughs) Well, I'm happy to say that it hasn't, but we'll get into more about me actually playing Pokemon Go later. So since I didn't really have a background or understanding of Pokemon, I went to Twitter and I asked if anybody is a Pokemon expert and if they would be willing to come on the show and talk about it. And I was not disappointed. So there were a few Star Wars Twitter friends who were more than happy to come on and teach me a thing or two about Pokemon. So first up, we're going to hear from Gary, who was kind enough to give me a basic Pokemon 101 course. Then we'll hear from Saf, who goes into more detail about Pokemon Go. And then afterwards, you'll hear more from me about my first week playing Pokemon Go, my overall thoughts and reactions about it, and that sort of thing. So without further ado, let's go ahead and start off with Gary. Now we're joined with self-proclaimed Pokemon expert, Gary O'Toole. What's up, Gary? The queen of droids. How are we? doing pretty good. So I said on Twitter that I was going to be your Pokemon Pokemon Padawan. Like Leave that. it to someone like you to come up with a title like that. <laughs> Thanks. Only think. the individual that is Binko could come up with something like that. Thank, thank you. <laughs> it was a compliment, don't worry. <laughs> okay, so let's talk Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the name first of all. Like, So, I mean, I... For some reason, I was thinking it's like a combination of pocket monster. Is that correct? Yes, it is. That's essentially what it means. And the term came about because um, of how how actual Pokemon came about was, I believe, the the guy who kind of invented it used to collect bugs as a children. He would (laughs) collect insects. And that's actually how how the idea was born as such. Did he make them fight? I have no idea. I can't. I can. Ima- can't imagine cruelty to bugs is something that uh, a lot of people look into. <laughs> All right. So, um, obviously, like when it well, maybe not obviously, but when it started off, it was very much like a Nintendo thing. 
Yeah, pretty much so. Like everybody kind of knows, you know, the the Pokemon company, but the Pokemon company is kind of an amalgamation of Nintendo and a company called um, Game Freak, of which one of the creators was a major um, player of. And I believe the conception for Pokemon, uh, the idea came around uh, 1989, 1990, something like that, kind of when um, the first Game Boy was actually released. That's when the idea sort of uh, materialized as such. Interesting. So I think that's the Game Boy that I actually still have around somewhere, <laughs> but I never yeah, really got. Yeah, it would be got... kind of the original Game Boy. No, I that's the one I have. Mhm. I never really got into Pokemon, so I don't know. I I missed it for some reason because <laughs> I have the the Game Boy and like I have a lot of the Game Boy games and everything, but that wasn't the case with with you, right? <laughs> No, definitely not in the in the 90s Pokemon for well particularly not just for me but um for a lot of people around here particularly in my area Pokemon was just absolutely crazy it was the kind of the thing that we would rush home for you know to do our homework so we could watch Pokemon and it's the thing that we'd wake up to on a Saturday morning and actually watch it with our families because at the time it was seen to be very educational of which there's some stuff that I will talk to later you know um Obviously, it would teach people about, you know, leadership, looking after Pokemon, which seemed to transcend the people uh, looking after their pets and things like that. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of positivity that came from it. But particularly in my area, it was huge. It was crazy. So what's this rumor I hear about you actually bringing it over to Ireland? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> um, I think it was more that I brought it to my kind of area and school. So basically, you know, the kind of American influences that have been on me from a young age. So I was always kind of more one step ahead so in terms of... So basically, to let everyone else know, you took a lot of vacations, like, stateside, since you were young. Yeah, predominantly, I, like, I would be heavily influenced by the States, and I would have spent a, I would spend a fair bit of time in the States, as you would know. So I would have always kind of gotten to see things, you know, a couple of weeks, a couple of months beforehand, before anybody else would. And obviously, when I brought that back, I would be talking about it, or I might have some early merchandise that would have came out. And I still believe to this day I was the first person in my school that actually had um, the two kind of original games that first came out, which were Pokemon Blue and Red for um, for Europe. Nice. And it all stemmed from that. It all stemmed from uh, from that then, and everybody then was hooked. Like obviously, I'm sure it was still around, but in terms of just my area, um, once it exploded, it just went absolutely crazy. Would you say you were a fan, like, from the very beginning then? Yeah, I think I pretty much was, quite simply because there was absolutely nothing like it. I mean, from everything you've even heard, and as you said, you don't know too much about Pokemon, if you could name another thing that was that's even remotely like it, obviously now we have um, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Digimon, which are two series that are sort of similar, but at that time there wasn't really anything like it, just in terms of the actual concept of it and obviously it became a a sort of a niche market that just exploded and obviously once the merchandise and games hit it was it was a phenomena it was just insane crazy and then so like now jump ahead to recent times and with pokemon go it seems like it's really having a resurgence 
I think, to be honest with you, Pokemon was always kind of there in the background, but Pokemon is very, very different now. Like, um, when I first started Pokemon, we would have known. I, I still, to this day, refer to it as Generation 1. But I believe now we're up to um, Generation 5 of Pokemon. So when Pokemon first came about, there were around 150 or more, give or take 151. And I believe at this stage now, we are up to... Uh, generation six and we're over 700 pokemon whoa that's crazy so that's a massive massive change yeah. yeah but still to this day i suppose those of us who are real 90s kids we would always think of pokemon as being generation one you know the original uh, tv series of which thankfully you can actually see on netflix in ireland and the uk but it's known as pokemon indigo league so um that nostalgia effect is always is always still there so in the 90s there were the game came first, right? Uh, yeah, predominantly the, the game came first and then the, the TV series ran hand in hand with that. Gotcha. So they kind of like crossed over and things like that? Uh, well, predominantly would have crossed over. I think the the cartoon had some freedom of direction as such of how it would go. But the storyline and the premise would have been pretty much the same. You know, you become a, a Pokemon trainer, you start off at the bottom trying to fill your Pokedex and learn as much as you can about every kind of Pokemon within your region and trying to catch them and build as strong a, a Pokemon collection as you could to, to fight against other trainers and win championships as such. Gotcha. Cool. So that's for the game that's like the basic premise that's pretty much the basic premise for the game and the tv series the only difference being with the tv series that there are different tournaments and championships that would come up and obviously we meet lots of different um characters some good some bad and obviously there's one main character in the series which is uh, ash ketchum gotcha. who obviously wants to become the the greatest pokemon master so, of, so his last of, name of, is ketchum like gotta catch him yes catch them all correct yeah absolutely <laughs> I am catching now on you see, here. <laughs> now, you see where, now you see where you're catching on. Yeah, absolutely. But that's essentially it. Got to catch them all. Yes. So did you catch them all? Uh, in the games I did, yeah. I would have spent an insane amount of time uh, collecting, the ga- uh, collecting characters in the games and collecting the cards, of which I'm still very proud to say I have all 151 original Pokemon cards in mint condition. Nice. That took me a heck of a long time to catch. So is that the suitcase you were talking about? No, that's something that's actually separate to that. I was telling you that um, down in my aunt's house is actually apparently a 23 kilo uh, suitcase full of just Pokemon stuff. Whoa. So yeah, um, I'll be sure to send you on some pictures of that. Cool. <laughs> so you said earlier that you are not playing Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. Is there a reason? Um. I think basically the the premise of it, you know, the fact that the concept of the game where you actually have to walk around having your um, GP, GPS on, obviously it's going to probably drain your battery like crazy. And most people don't realize that it's actually not optimized for tablets. It's actually only optimized for smartphones. So if you're playing it on tablet, it's going to be a little bit of a nightmare. And also, I'm not sure whether you're aware, but there's been a heck of a lot of accidents with it lately. <laughs> and I was only telling... Uh, a friend of mine today that mm, today a guy was playing Pokemon Go and he actually walked into a lamppost. <laughs> so um, I better be careful. <laughs> yeah, like but like I've seen it and I've messed around with it, but it wouldn't be a game that I would play all of the time. Quite simply because I think it's um 
it's a little bit dangerous to be honest with you. Yeah. And I think um for me it doesn't really have that sort of nostalgia effect that I would have gotten with the cards and the the TV series and the game. But obviously there's people who are absolutely loving it and they're getting great excitement out of it, so why not? Yeah, that's going to be the rest of this episode is me learning about Pokemon Go and then actually trying it out. So, mm-hmm. and have you tried it out at all? I haven't. It's going to be interesting. You'll definitely have to find a, a favorite type of Pokemon or a favorite uh, Pokemon in itself. And then I hear something about teams I have to choose at some point. And... Yeah, you will do. I, I won't <laughs> Spoil stuff for you, but we um, if you're gonna be learning about Pokemon Go, you're gonna uh, you're gonna have a lot to take in. It's pretty um, it's a pretty um, unique concept to say oh, the least. Should be interesting. It will be definitely interesting. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit more about the characters. Mm-hmm. So you said there's 151, or for the original, right? For original generation one, there's 151, and I think there's something like 720 something at the at the moment. Whoa! So and- like. What are some of your favorites? Um, in terms of types or in terms of actual characters? Um, uh, whichever. <laughs> um, predominantly, I would be drawn to more water types. Obviously, being a being a water baby, so obviously, Blastoise would be my um probably my favorite Pokemon, and he is the final stage evolution of uh, Squirtle. Ah, there you go. So he's basically um, if you've ever seen somebody like um Bowser from Mario. Yes. Imagine something similar to that, only he's blue. He's basically a, a giant tortoise, if you like, and he has this big, massive shell, and he has two water cannons protruding from his shell. <laughs> and he is the final stage evolution of uh, the water Pokemon Squirtle. And Squirtle evolves into War Turtle, and War Turtle evolves into Blastoise. Ah, okay. So they, they like, evolve into different levels then? Uh, yes, correct. Some will evolve into two. Uh, some will evolve twice. Some will uh, evolve only once. And then there are certain Pokemon where you can actually uh, control their evolution. So there is a Pokemon known as um, Eevee. So Eevee just basically looks like a, almost like a, a fox would probably be the best way to uh, to describe it. Mm-hmm. And then um, talking about, if we're talking about original generation, then you actually use um, gemstones. So you can use a water stone, a fire stone, and a thunder stone. And if you use the Water Stone, you will evolve Eevee into Vaporeon. And if you use the Thunderstone, it uh, will become Jolteon. And the Fire Stone will give you uh, Flareon. Ah, interesting. So you can actually control their um, their evolution. And then some Pokemon don't don't evolve at all. Like which ones? Uh, we'd be talking more mythical Pokemon, so people would maybe know uh, Articuno, Zapdos, and uh, Moltres. Hmm. And also Aerodactyl doesn't evolve either, I don't think, from what I can remember. Hmm. Cool. So what's this I hear about us or songs that to help the kids remember all the Pokemon? Yeah, um I'll actually send you links up, but basically when the I show would end. Sing them. I said at that time if you wanted me to sing so you could see that I was actually serious. They're basically just um <laughs> You're not gonna re- No I am not not here. What? No, but they're basically um they're basically just very very catchy rhymes to to help uh, kids remember all of the names and it will be kind yeah, of just uh, like one line. Okay, so running through one of them will be like uh, 
Electro, Diglett, Nidoran, Mankey, Venusaur, Tata, Fero, Pidgey, Sea King, Jolteon, Dragonite, Ghastly, Ponyta, Vaporeon, Polyrath, Butterfree. So that would be a, a little bit of a catchy rhyme. And I'll actually send you on the, the video yeah. to let you have a look at it. But yeah, basically that's how they would gradually build everybody up to learning the, the 150 names. Great. So do they have a song now for like the 700? Um, I'm not 100% sure. I can't imagine that they do. That seemed to be something that was very much just Generation 1 based. Yeah. And to be honest, to me, Pokemon will always be just Generation 1. Gotcha. You know, the the kind of true, not the true Pokemon. But obviously, I've watched some Gen 2, some Gen 3. But if I'm talking regards to Pokemon, it's the it's the original series. Like, the, the movies were a bit, of a, a bit of a disaster, to be honest. <laughs> so, do you ever go back and play like your game boy games just for fun yeah i certainly do i have all of them in um mint con- in mint condition um i would play uh blue and red a fair bit uh sapphire and diamond uh, sapphire would be one that i would go back to more regularly and then uh, the big thing that i have though that i'm most proud of though is my pokedex which is my favorite pokemon thing in the world what is that so basically a Pokedex is an electronic device that uh, trainers use to log entries you know, of Pokemon that they've seen. It'll tell them the type of Pokemon, what it evolves into, what its strengths are, what its weaknesses are, and it will log it each and every time. So the idea is to fill your, um, fill your Pokedex. Imagine it like a, a red kind of recorder that you flip open if you've seen a Pokemon mm-hmm. you didn't recognize, and you aim it at the Pokemon, and it will, um, it'll tell you what it is. Interesting. Oh, yeah. so we didn't really talk about the Pokeball. Mm-hmm. So Go for basically, like, my understanding of it is, like, you throw it at the Pokemon to catch it. You have it. to weaken the Pokemon first in a Pokemon battle. So you actually, you, like, throw it at the Pokemon? Yeah, you have to duel, and then once the Pokemon have been weakened enough, uh, you can actually throw a Pokeball then to capture them. And what happens is once the Pokeball closes... Has to blink red three times. Do they times go inside the too. Pokeball? Yes, they go inside the Pokeball. They are transported inside the the Pokeball. So like they shrink. Yeah, predominantly they um live in, inside the Pokeball, except for everybody's favorite and everybody's most commonly known Pokemon, Pikachu, who Ash never put in the Pokeball at all, really. Oh really? How come? It's, like because it's his pet or? Uh yeah, predominantly Pikachu was more of a, a best friend, and Pikachu was Aww. the the kind of iconic character, the iconic Pokemon that well, had its own yeah, that's personality. Like the most known one, probably right. Yeah, he's definitely the most known Pokemon, and it was that um, relationship with Ash. But Pikachu was only putting the Pokeball in cases of extreme danger. But for most of the time, he would walk around <laughs> with Ash. Whereas most of the other Pokemon were put in put in their Pokeballs. And when they're in the Pokeballs, they actually have a, a chance to recover and recuperate. Interesting. If they've been battling. And then if not, they go to a medical center where the Pokemon are taken care of. <laughs> Aw, that's so cute. It's like a little monster hospital. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Um, when you don't <laughs> use the Pokeballs, they're actually shrunk. So when um, the jewelers would take them off their belt, they press a button and the Pokeball gets bigger. Ah, nice. Yep. Oh, so that kind of made me think of another question. So, like, with Pikachu, or, like, with any of them, how how did they come up with the names for them? Was there, like, any rhyme or reason? I've never actually seen anything too much. Like, obviously, there are certain Pokemon names that would 
go to what uh, that would reference kind of what they are. So, for example, Bulbasaur has uh, a bulb on his back, so he's a plant Pokemon, mm-hmm. so, you know, like a, a plant bulb. Right. And then they would have Ivysaur and a Venusaur. Obviously, a Squirtle being a, a turtle. You then have a Caterpie, which uh, looks like a caterpillar. <laughs> and then uh, that evolves into Metapod, which is essentially a chrysalis. And then there's a, and then that evolves into Butterfree. So I'll give you a guess what type of animal a Butterfree is. Butterfly. <laughs> a butterfly, correct. Yeah, exactly. So that's basically um, what it is. It was almost referring to, I suppose, the kind of reference point for it as such. That's kind of what I've always... Um, what about Pikachu? I don't actually know what Pikachu means. I don't know whether there's actually been a kind of general um, release of the description for the for the name. Interesting. That's a, that's something that I've never been able to to find. Maybe there's something out there for it now, but anytime we would be looking for what it um for what it stands for, hmm. never been able to find anything at all. The great mysteries of life. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely one of them. There was rumor at one point that it was um, some sort of reference to a rodent because that's what you sort of um, resemble. But then again, Pikachu is an electric Pokemon, so it could have something to something to do with that, or maybe reference to the color yellow. They're the, they're the only things I've ever been able to come up with. I have no idea otherwise what Pikachu means. <laughs> cool. All right, so I guess we can kind of start wrapping it up, but um, where do you think the future of Pokemon is? The uh, future of Pokemon is very, very bright. There is a movie in production, if I'm not mistaken. I actually have the details here for you. Let me see if I can if I can find them for you. I know there's going to be like a Detective Pikachu series going to be. Whoa coming out sometime yeah let me see if i can find it for you yeah so there's a live action film adaption coming out and um, it's uh the great detective pikachu what? and it's like this yeah and it's rumored to be starting around 2017 sometime and then also the next generation games of pokemon which is going to be pokemon sun and pokemon moon they're going to be released around november 2016 so i would assume that sort of the US and Japan, so whether that comes to uh, Europe at that time, I'm not 100% sure, but the future of Pokemon is bright, considering that as of May 2016, the actual Pokemon franchise has gross revenue of uh, just under $67 billion. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of um, there's a lot of potential for growth there, but and I had to fact check that, but yeah, as of May 2016, they made the equivalent of uh, sixty or uh, forty-six billion, essentially. Whoa, that's crazy! But that's what the plan is for the uh, for the next stages. But I can see maybe a revamp of the TV series and another movie. And I'm not sure if you've heard of the Pokemon Go accessories. Um, isn't there supposed to be like a wristband or yeah, something? Yeah, there's talk of a, a wristband, and um, there's another app you can download called Pokemon Go Radar. Huh will actually tell you where Pokemon are usually situated because Crazy. the premise of it is if you're looking for a water Pokemon, they're going to be near a river or a lake or something like that. They um they stay stick close to their habitat. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. So that's going to be like a whole other thing for me to learn all about Pokemon. That's going to be a whole... And remember, when I started, I only had 151. You have 700 and something. <laughs> Yay. 
All right. Well, I'll be sure to keep you posted on my Pokemon progress. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Let me know. I'll, I'll expect regular updates. <laughs> I expect you to cosplay as Ash. Ash. Because <laughs> I haven't got the hair to pull it off. All right. So thanks for talking to Nerd of Paradise, Gary. Later, Kate. Bye. So thanks again, Gary, for sharing all of your Pokemon knowledge with me. I feel so much more enlightened now. Um, you definitely know your stuff. So if you would like to follow Gary on Twitter, his Twitter handle is at SealTeam underscore Shells. He is also a writer for Blob of the Hut, so go on over to blobofthehut.net to check out some of his awesome articles. So next up, we'll hear from Saf as she tells me more about Pokemon Go. I am chatting with Pokemaster Saf. What's up, Saf? Hey, it's good. <laughs> awesome. So I just recently had my primer on just Pokemon in general. Um, so I thought maybe you could give me like the Pokemon Go 101 lesson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Awesome. But um, before that, so... Just with Pokemon in general, have you been a Pokemon fan like since the beginning? Yeah, pretty much. I um, uh, I got into the series when I was like four or something when it first aired in New Zealand, and I watched a couple episodes and I fell in love straight away. And I've been kind of obsessed with it since. Um, like on and off over the last few years, it kind of disappeared and then came back again. But when I was in primary school, there was a time when my friends. They stopped being my friends for about a week because they decided I wasn't cool enough because I like Pokemon too much. Aww. And they want to, you know, be be adults, as you do when you're that age. And I was like, it's <laughs> fine. I have Pokemon. And they came back a week later and they're like, we were wrong. You're, you're still cool. So <laughs> Pokemon kept me going. Are they playing Pokemon Go now, do you think? They probably are. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Kids, they don't know what's up. <laughs> they really don't. Oh, man. So, like, which is your favorite Pokemon? Okay, I love Dragonair from the first series so much. I it just, the, the love for that Pokemon will probably never leave me. <laughs> Sweet. So, I'm guessing that's, like, a dragon-type one? Yeah, it's, like, this little dragon snake thing. Um, <laughs> it's blue and it's got a little horn. And it's, like, for ages, when I first found out about the Pokemon, I thought it was like this tiny thing. I played the game and I caught the Pokemon, and I never look at stats when I'm playing games. So I was like, Aww. it's a cute little dragon. And it appears in the anime at some point, and it's like this massive, like, 30-foot-long dragon snake <laughs> thing. And I was like, oh my god, it's giant! And so I love oh it gosh. even more. So this summer, it seems like the story of the summer is Pokemon. It's like, you turn around and everyone is into Pokemon Go. So when did you first find out about Pokemon Go? Um, I heard about it, I think, last year or earlier this year when they brought out the field tests. I think I heard about it when they first announced it and they launched that trailer on YouTube of like kids running around and catching Pokemon in real life and stuff. And I was like, that seems cool, but I probably won't play it. <laughs> and then one of my friends um, in New Zealand, when they did the beta test, got into the beta like earlier this year at some point. I remember when. And when he was playing it, I was like, that looks dumb. I'm not going to play that. It looks terrible. <laughs> and of course, it's the beta. So, you know, it's not a finished game. So I was mm -hmm. kind of judging it early. And then it actually released like properly. Um, and I think New Zealand and Australia kind of got it first. And then the rest of the world got it after it rolled out. And so I picked it up after the first day because my friend, my friend Steve got the game. And I was getting a ride with him somewhere. And he gave me his phone and was like, can you catch Pokemon as I drive? And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. This seems dumb. Like, 
I, I love Pokemon, but I'm not into like alternate reality games or anything, and mm. I don't really like playing games on my phone too much. So I was sort of iffy on the whole thing. And I started playing on his phone. I was like, this is amazing. I need to get this. <laughs> And so the minute I got into Wi-Fi, I was like, okay, I'm downloading Pokemon Go now. And then I got Charmander, and I was just like, this is the best thing I've ever done. Nice. <laughs> That's amazing. So I think I first, like, I didn't even hear about it. Like, well, I'm, I've never been into Pokemon. So, like, I missed the whole thing, like, that what you're talking about, like, last year. Like, I'll have to look up that video. But Yeah. It, um, I don't even remember when it came out. I just remember it being around for a while, and then everyone kind of forgot about it again. <laughs> so... Like, I noticed it prob well, it's, it's August 1st here today, um, August 2nd for you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Crazy time. Um, but I think I first started really hearing about it, like, last month. Um, that's, a, at least around here is when it started getting, like, really, really big. <laughs> and, yeah. like, I didn't realize it, but, like, when I was over in Europe, like, I was like, oh, man, I should have downloaded it. I bet there would have been some awesome ones to catch over there. But... Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I guess it's like that. Um, yeah, like, there wasn't much about it before it came out, and then it kind of came out and just exploded. Yeah, totally. I, it was kind of... Are you a Trekkie at all? I don't remember. Um, I like Star Trek, but I wouldn't call myself a Trekkie. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this... When it first came out, um, I was like, so it's like that episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, the game. So in that episode, like, they're all, like, totally addicted to this game, and it was funny. I was like, it's just like that. <laughs> And, like, I've been, as soon as I, like, heard about it, I was really fascinated by it. But I'm like, this is going to, like, totally overrun my life if I do it. Yeah, it does that a little bit. <laughs> but I think, I think I'm ready for it. I think I'm responsible enough to be able to handle that in adulthood. <laughs> see. Um, so, anyway, can you give us, like, an overview of what Pokemon Go is? You kind of talked about how it's, like, augmented reality and... Can, can you go into that a little more? Yeah, so the game itself is pretty simple. Basically, you've got an overlay that's kind of like Google Maps, and you've got your character, and they stand there, and as you walk, the GPS picks you up and walks you along where you are in the real world and also in the game. And so you go along the map, and you find Pokemon, and it has kind of a tracker. It's kind of been... take A lot of features got taken out with the latest update because they were broken, um, but it tells you which Pokemon are nearby, and so you walk along, and you catch... And they pop up eventually, like in the real real games. Real games. I was about to say real world. Um, <laughs> so as you're walking, the Pokemon appear, and then you go into like this little battle screen where you can throw Pokeballs at them. And when you're in the battle screen, you can have it turn into an augmented reality thing, and it uses your camera. And so it has the Pokemon appearing on the real world, basically, because the camera is showing what's actually in front of you. And then there's a little Pokemon there as well. And... It's really cool, and you can take some really funny photos by doing that because, like, there's Magikarp on a plate or something like that. Um, and I think that's partly why it's people like it so much is that you yeah. you, you see the Pokemon in the real world. That's so cool. So yeah. I have a question. I don't know if you know the answer or not, but, like, with, like, multi-story buildings, then can it, it can tell if you're, like, on a different level? No, because I don't think GPS has That's that much capability <laughs> well i'm, like, just, I'm yeah. in an apartment i'm on the first floor so does it just go on like the ground level probably yeah i think it just kind of assumes everything's flat <laughs> no well that sucks if you like work in a skyscraper or something <laughs> i mean i think it'll pick up the things that are down below because it'll be like sure you're, you're on the ground right oh, because okay. it doesn't know any better yeah right. so no matter where you are in a building if there's a pokemon somewhere near <laughs> you it'll probably pick it up crazy so, 
Um, say you're playing with like a bunch of friends who have Pokemon Go, and you see a Pokemon show up. Um, can you all go for the same Pokemon, or is it like individual for the the game you're playing? Yeah, you can all go for the same Pokemon, unless you've got, there's an item called Incense, which you can put on yourself and it attracts Pokemon just to you. Those Pokemon only you can see. But when it comes to anything else in the world, everyone sees it, which is why people go on Pokemon walks and you end up seeing things like um, (laughs) that Vaporeon, I think, that turned up in New York in Central Park or something. And you could just see, there were videos of people just streaming towards it because everybody knew it was there. (laughs) And so it ends up with like, um, I was down at the park uh, the other day, just like chilling out by the beach. And... I was with a friend, and we heard this girl just start screaming really excitedly behind us, and he turns around, and he's like, what'd you get? She's like, I got a Charmander! And he jumped up and ran over to catch the Charmander too, and I was like, this is amazing. That's amazing. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so I previously downloaded, and I haven't opened it yet, so this is going to be my first time actually opening the app. So I thought Ooh. maybe you could, like, walk me through it. Okay. okay so it's open. So, Yeah. Um, the first thing you get is like it loads up and then you have to choose a Google account or an Apple account oh. if you have an iPhone um, to sign in with. Gotcha. Okay. This is taking longer than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon Company. I guess you wanted to allow access to your location. <laughs> yeah, that would probably be good. And then put in your birthday... Oh, you have to do it with Google? I guess so. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, so while we wait, um, do you have some tips for beginners? <laughs> yes, so one of the first tips that I did not know until a week after the game came out for me. Um, but if you, at the start, once you make your character and they come into the world, uh, three starters pop up around you, the Charmander, Bulbasaur, and Squirtle, which are the typical three starters of the mm-hmm. first generation. Um, if you ignore them and walk away from them, um, and you do that like three times, so you actually have to get up and walk to do that, mm-hmm. um, a Pikachu pops up. I think it's three uh-huh. times. And you can catch Pikachu instead as your starter. And I did not know that, and uh-huh. I totally would have caught a Pikachu if I had known that. But... Ooh, yeah. It's really cool Easter egg. That's pretty awesome. That's yeah. cool. So I was watching this one video. It was kind of talking about like the math and the science behind Pokemon Go. And it was talking about how I'm not exactly sure how the game works yet, but like, um, does it give you like a target location or something to walk towards? Uh, like for Pokemon? Yeah, for the Pokemon. Kind of. Um, I'm not entirely sure how it works because it's. There's a lot of, like, updates happening at the moment and stuff, but generally yeah. you can see, like, patches of grass rustling in the oh. distance or, like, around you, and po- that's generally where Pokemon are. I'm not sure if that's still there in the new update. Um, I okay. haven't noticed any happening, but I also haven't opened the game for a, a couple of days for very long. Yeah, okay. but if you do see a patch of grass, generally that means a Pokemon <laughs> is in the area. Okay, good to know. Um, so, how is it, like, with the po- the Pokemon are different point values, I take it, right? Yeah, um, different Pokemon have different CPs, which means combat power. Um, okay. And depending on their level, they'll probably have higher CP as well. Um, as you level up yourself through um, 
when you catch Pokemon, level up Pokemon and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, um, you gain experience too. And so you level up. And as you level up, the Pokemon that you find in the wild have higher CPs. And also Pokemon that you evolve yourself will end up with higher CPs too. Um, and basically that means if you're in a gym or something like that, then your Pokemon could do more damage and take more damage. Um, so it's yeah, kind of like just levels in the games. Okay. okay and, so, oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry. Um if you if you just play the game to like catch Pokemon and like wander around, then it is, it's not necessarily necessary. Um, but if you yeah want to do gyms and stuff like that, then good CP is good. Okay, so let's talk about gyms for a little bit. So how does that work? Like what kind of like it's certain buildings are gyms, right? Yeah, different um, places that have been marked as like special because um, a lot of this. There's the game called Ingress, which is uh, another augmented reality game um, done by Niantic. And so basically Ingress has a lot of points that have been mapped out previously that just basically got implemented into Pokemon Go straight away to be Pokestops and also Pokemon Gyms. Interesting. So when you go to one of the gyms, um, you're actually competing against other players then at that point, right? Um, You don't compete against the players like in real time, not necessarily, um, I think. That might... (laughs) Depend on whether or not like two people are trying to take a gym that oh okay, I'm probably isn't totally taken wrong. yet. <laughs> but um, basically, when you take a gym, you can leave a Pokemon there, and so you can just leave, and then people will fight that Pokemon until its HP runs out or the oh. gym's prestige runs out, and they take it over instead. And so you don't have to stay at a gym once you put your Pokemon there; you can just leave. Um, but you can also stay at the gym if you want to make sure that nobody else takes it and just oh. chill out there for a while. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, so- and the longer you have a Pokemon at the gym, you can get more pokemon coins which you can buy stuff with oh nice what kind of stuff can you buy um you can buy stuff like egg incubators or lures which you put up at uh pokestops to attract pokemon or like pokeballs or stuff like that just all the extra little items mm-hmm. cool awesome okay so i'm on a screen now <laughs> the, i went through i uh, picked the character here's some pokeballs these will help you catch one it says there's one in the area yeah, it'll be your starters. Oh, okay. Oh, I see the three. So you want to just walk away from them? Yeah. Okay, hold on. How do you walk? Oh, you actually have You've to walk. Self. <laughs> I'm trying to like, <laughs> yeah. move it with my finger. Okay, so maybe I should do this later when I can actually walk. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Another similar kind of thing to that is, you know how Eevees can evolve into three different things? Um, they've got Vaporeon, Jolteon, and Flareon, um, the water type, oh, the fire okay. type, and the electric type. Um, and if you want to force your Pokemon, your Eevee, to evolve into a certain one because you really like one in particular, mm-hmm. or you need to like balance your team or something, um, you can name them... They have names. Um, <laughs> you can name them Rainer for Vaporeon, uh, Jolt... Is it Jolt? Sparky. You name it Sparky for uh, <laughs> for Jolteon. <laughs> and you name it Pyro for a Flareon um, with like a capital letter at the start and everything. And m- most of the time it forces the Pokemon, the Eevee, to evolve into oh. the associated um, evolution. Interesting. And it's been confirmed, I think, by Niantic themselves that this works. And also on the Reddit, on the Reddit thread and everything, it's basically an almost 100% success rate with it. Not oh, always. Wow. There are things that stop it from actually working. Hmm. Uh, but most of the time it works. And I got my va- Vaporeon through that because I really oh, wanted nice. a Vaporeon. Sweet. 
<laughs> so how does the naming thing work? Like I've seen a few things like on Twitter and stuff with like people naming them different things. How does that process work? So when you catch Pokemon, it comes up on a screen where the Pokemon basically just sits there and you can see its stats and transfer it if you want to um, or favorite it. And you can also click on its name and it'll let you edit the name and set it to whatever you want. I'm not sure if it censors swear words or not. I haven't <laughs> tried. <laughs> I know that the the games themselves um, on the consoles do do oh, that. Gotcha. So this might, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can basically name it whatever. You can even name it like emojis and things. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's cool. You can name your thing a smiley face if you want. Nice. <laughs> smiley face. That's awesome. Okay, so yeah. that's good to know. So, like, uh, where are you at Pokemon Go-wise? Like, how many have you caught and all that kind of stuff? I have about 87 Pokemon. Um, I think I've caught 50, over 50 different Pokemon. So my Pokedex is, like, a third of the way finished. Um, I'm only, like, level 12, which isn't that much compared to all of my friends who play it a lot more often than <laughs> I do. And also, I almost said know what they're doing, but they exploit the things you can do to level up faster a lot more than I do. I just kind of pick it up whenever I walk down to the bay because I'm like, I'm going to catch some Pokemon on the way. Nice. Um, But yeah, I have um, like a level, a level, a CP like 1000 Vaporeon, which is basically the only thing I ever use when I'm fighting gyms, which is very rare as well because all of the gyms in my area are always my team already anyways. So I'm so like, okay, that's cool. Okay. Oh, okay. So that made me think of another question. <laughs> so yeah. I was talking to one of my friends and she's she's like, oh, you're going to start playing? You have to pick a team. And I was like, what? <laughs> so like, what's this about a team I have to choose like eventually? Yeah. So when you hit level five, you get and you go to a gym or like click on a gym at all, it'll prompt you to pick a team. And so there's three teams. There's Mystic, Valor, and Instinct. And so Mystic is the blue one, Valor is the red one, and Instinct is the yellow one. And they each align with one of the legendary birds. So there's Articuno, Moltres, and I've got it, Zapdos, um, which are the three three legendary birds. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't really have anything in lore to be like, this is what this one is. But fandom <laughs> basically has taken it that Valor is the really ridiculously loud and brash and brave one who doesn't listen to anything. <laughs> Mystic is the really cool and like thoughtful and knowledgeable one. Instinct <laughs> is kind of just, you know, the Hufflepuff of the group. And I'm Team Valor because I, the lady seemed really cool. And also because they seemed like the Gryffindor. And I was like, I'm Gryffindor. I'm going to go with Valor. Um, and... It doesn't really mean much except for gym battles. So if you take over a gym, your team takes that gym. And then other people of that team can go to the gym and put their Pokemon at the gym too and they level up. And then that gym is harder for other teams to take. And so it kind of becomes a competition between teams to get the gyms in their area. And I know like near my friend's work, there's like a highly contested gym and it changes like hourly because... (laughs) Everyone's always doing it. Um, and another of my friends who lives in Texas, she constantly tweets about the fact that during the day, Mystic has every single gym in her town, but about 4 a.m. every night, Valor comes out and takes over every gym. <laughs> and so there's just stuff like that that That's people funny. find ways. That's awesome. Hmm. Well, I'll have to cross that road when I get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's something I don't do too often because I. it's a weird way to play the game. Like battles in it, are essentially you tap at the enemy Pokemon to fight it, to use moves, and you can hold down on it to um, use your special move. 
and otherwise you swipe on your Pokemon to dodge moves, which is not the easiest thing to do because mm. the timing can be hard because sometimes it lags or the game's not amazingly made. Um, and it can be fun, but it also is just like not my thing so much. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Well, do you have any like um, final thoughts about Pokemon Go or like where where you think it's headed in the future and augmented reality and all that good stuff? I think it's really cool to see the way that companies are using augmented reality to implement their games with real life, especially with something like Pokemon Go, because it has encouraged a lot of people to go out and take walks and get exercise and interact with their community in ways they never would have previously. Um, there are so many stories of people going out and, you know, talking to strangers in the community and like making new friends and actually getting exercise. And even for me, I there's a friend in my friend group who like I'm friends with and I talk to her a lot, but we never really hang out one-on-one. And she sent me a message at some point and was like, do you want to go out for a walk and catch Pokemon? Because we live quite close to each other. And so we went for like a three hour walk, just catching Pokemon nice. and hanging out. I was like, I never would That's have awesome. done that if not for this game. And there's also um, Checkpoint Organization, which is a, a charity in Australia about um, mental health and video games and the intersection between the two. And they had an informal survey recently that basically had a large percentage of people saying that Pokemon Go has in some way positively impacted their mental health through either community interactions or exercise or even just getting them out of the house in general because it gives them those goals of Pokemon nearby to catch. And because it is Pokemon and so many people have that love for it already and because it's so accessible because it's cute and Mm -hmm. simple and the story's not complex at all, that even people who weren't into Pokemon previously could pick it up and be like, oh, look at this cute little rat. I'm going to catch it. Exactly. That's me. That's totally what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Okay. So now that I have all these awesome pointers and tips and everything, I think I'm going to go out there and uh, try out Pokemon Go for the first time and record it as I go. (laughs) So you'll have to uh, tune into the episode to find out how I did. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely will. All right. Well, thanks so much for talking to Nerd of Paradise, Saf. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a good one. All right. So thanks again, Saf. That was so fun talking to you about Pokemon Go. And I learned so much and I've been using it in my Pokemon adventures. So if you would like to follow Saf on Twitter, you can go find her. She's at Wanderlusten. And also check out her awesome website, Not Saf for Work. She has lots of really cool, awesome stuff on there. Photographs, blogging, writing. So after I chatted with Saf, I went on my very first Pokemon safari. I was going to record it, but it just ended up being too boring to even like air for you guys. So I thought I would just wait like a week and kind of give you a summary also let you know which team I chose. Um, so yeah, so I've been playing since, so it's Sunday night now. I've been playing since Monday. I think I'm doing pretty good. Like I've caught some pretty interesting ones. I unsuccessfully got Pikachu. I tried that thing at the beginning where you're supposed to walk away from them and I couldn't get it to work. I just ended up with a uh, Squirtle, I think. But yeah, so right now, I have 34 out of 250 Pokemon, and I have two eggs. One is being incubated. (laughs) I think the highest uh, CP one I have is Arcanine. He's at 294. 
He's pretty cool. He was super hard to catch. I don't know how many times he got out of the Pokeball. I was like, what? But yeah, other than him, I've been getting a lot of like duplicates. Like I have a bunch of Geodude, Rattata. <laughs> that one's fun to say. Um, Pidgey, I have a couple, and Sandshrew. So some useful tips I've come across. For one, I I didn't realize you had to like pop the bubbles when you get to a Pokestop. So be sure to pop the bubbles. Um, what else? Target is, I don't know if it's every Target, but I went to this one Target and it was awesome because it was a Pokestop so you could keep getting the stuff from the Pokestop, but also there was tons of Pokemon there, like in my cart. <laughs> I, get, I got at least like five Pokemon at that Target. So I don't know if it's like every Target or just that one, but, and plus there's also free Wi-Fi at Target. So yeah, it's pretty awesome. So overall, I'm really enjoying it. It's kind of like this exciting cross between like geocaching, a safari, um, just getting outside and walking. It's been really awesome. Oh, and now you're wondering which team I joined? <laughs> I asked on Twitter and the majority of people recommended that I go on Team Valor. I did a poll asking what people thought I would join. And it seems like the majority of people thought I would join Mystic, which is interesting. But ultimately, I went with Valor because actually peer pressure, not only because of everyone online who the majority of people online were saying that, but I found out at work, a few of the people I work with were actually on Team Valor. So I figured I would take the same team as them and it will be a bonding experience. <laughs> so that was my thinking behind the matter. Other than that, I mean, it's just been a lot of fun. Um, especially like Twitter, there's a lot of really cool Pokemon people. So shout out to Sven and Mandy in Australia for giving me some pointers. And also I think they are new listeners of Nerd of Paradise. So awesome to have you guys around. Okay. So I think that's pretty much it for this episode. As always, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this Pokemon extravaganza and maybe you even learned something. So be sure to stay tuned. Um, I don't know what episode's going to be next, so just stick around. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. That's at NFPpod. And I would love listener feedback if anybody has any. And plus, we're getting close to the year mark. So if you have any thoughts about Nerd of Paradise in the whole past year, let me know. And maybe I'll put together like a year special or something like that. But for now... I am going to take off and do some more pokey hunting. <laughs> so thanks again, everybody, and go catch them all. <laughs> I'll see you next time. <laughs>